Pure, pure, pure boys podcast. You yeah. open your app, then listen to us, yeah. On and on and on. Talking mainstream movies, cause it's just the pure, pure, pure boys podcast. Medea. Pure, pure, pure boys podcast. Medea. Pure, pure, pure boys podcast. Medea. Hello. I think hello. I feel like we're gonna start every Media episode with hello. I mean, we're on the third one of four, so I guess that proof is in the pudding. Hello. I need a titty suit. You do. I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, it. It. From what we've learned from watching all these movies, is like if you got a titty suit, people are gonna honk them. Titty suits are fun. Yeah. Even the extras that come. Uh during shoots oh you watched the bloopers i watched the bloopers and it was very sad and also very funny yeah i agree i didn't uh i didn't like the cameo that shows up in the bloopers it made me go like Ugh, right that was that was a thing for a while huh okay well but we'll get to that don't worry listeners and we might not get to that don't worry listeners <laughs> this is a two-hour medea movie so we might not get to a lot of things who knows and this is a two-way street, listeners. You got to give something back once in a while. Yeah, you know what? We give so much to you. What are you giving to us? What have you done for us lately? As Medea would say, I got to get mine. Yeah, a bag of piss is what you've given us. Wow. And listens. Hey, thanks for all the listens, though. We really appreciate that. We love our fans. Wherever you're listening to the oh, show. We love you. Hit us up. Chocolates, flowers. <laughs> Wherever you're listening to the show close that go to apple podcast write us five stars write a little review follow us on youtube follow us on your uh, podcasting app of choice send us emails to ssuperpicky at gmail.com don't go to pure boys podcast uh on twitter because again it's gone forever twitter is never giving it back to us the bots have shut it down i'm so sorry everyone but still gone three weeks in still gone unbelievable stop asian hate yes i super picky i will never stop we also want to stop Asian hate, and we're very excited for the second Sonic movie. In in whoops, in that order though. Oh my oh. god! Oh, you got a hot mic. I got a hot mic. Hello, hello, test. Oh, we're good. Okay, welcome back, everybody. I'm Zachariah Ty Bryant. I'm Jonathan Toiler Toilet. <laughs> I do like that name, Jonathan Toiler Toilet. Oh God, what's happening, yeah. Mike? Hello. Uh, are hello. You- I think Did we're you good. Jigger it. Yeah, I I I uh, I fingered the knob a little bit and it kind of buggered things up. I think we're okay though. I think we're good. I think we're back. My mic might be a little quiet, but whatever. My mic is always louder than yours anyway, it seems. So fingering inanimate objects is really fun. Fingering is just a is a nasty phrase. It's a nasty word. <laughs> It hasn't have a, had a good rap whatsoever. It really hasn't. I can't think of too many other words that have, like, the kind of rap that the word fingering has. It's not, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's used in I, music. It, I fingered the frets. Yeah. But that doesn't sound good. <laughs> like, I get what you I mean. I mean, back in Beethoven's time, it was probably the best thing you could say about anybody. Oh, all the time. People were like, Beethoven, we love when you finger those keys. And be like, I can't oh, hear you. I'm you... deaf. You go, what? I can't hear you. I'm deaf. I don't know what he's saying. Oh, no. <laughs> Bleep it all. <laughs> Bleep the world. I love the idea of Beethoven. Like, 
I've seen there's a Beethoven movie starring a dog, but there's also a, a movie about the the sing, the singer, the musician Beethoven. And the one thing they really miss out on is they don't give him deaf voice at all, and it's a crying shame. Why aren't there more portrayals of Beethoven where he's just super deaf? I'm so sorry, I can't hear my music. Why isn't that the case? Uh, probably integrity. And probably because he went deaf later in life. I don't think he was born deaf, or maybe he was. I don't know. Is this a Mr. Hall's opus? No, I opus? think he went deaf, like, right before he died. Yeah, I think he, like, he hit all the keys on the piano really hard, and it made him go deaf. Oh, deaf! He was like, oh, no! Oh, God, I went deaf! Oh, I pressed all the keys! Do a deaf voice, too, so I'm not the only monster in this. Come on. Come on. I don't really want to. That's fair. You don't have to. Sorry, listeners. I mean, I know... <laughs> here's the thing. I know no deaf people are listening to this, so I'm not that concerned about it. <laughs> We transcribe it for him, though. Oh, Shiza. Oh, no. We'll leave out the deaf speak okay. when we transcribe it. Yeah, just don't put Zach speaks in, in a deaf voice. Just put, oh, no, I've gone deaf. Oh, I pressed all the keys. I've gone deaf. Just write it like normally. Don't soften it the way I did. <laughs> deaf soften. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, here. Why don't we just why don't we wipe the slate clean? Let's start this podcast the way we start all our podcasts by saying the pure boys prayer. God bless our media. God bless all medias. I love Medea. We nailed it that time. That was really good and it's it's sad that we're probably not going to nail it again <laughs> like in terms of Medea, Medea. <laughs> Yeah, I think in the future we're going to really blow that one. Uh, yeah. Just maybe. I have a feeling next week's episode is going to be our worst Pure Boys prayer ever. That's my feeling about it. <laughs> but they might love it. We might get emails after Gmails after Ask Jeeves. Yeah, and be you sure. You ever ask Jeeves? Uh, I go to Ask now, and I go, what happened to Jeeves? And they go, we don't answer that. We don't talk about that around here. We can't Ooh. get into that. <laughs> He died. We're so sorry. He had genital cancer. I'm so sorry. That's a thing, right? Your jennies can get the genital big C. Genital cancers? Genital kid, the big C on your jennies. Nah, I don't think uh, outward jennies can get cancer. <laughs> Only inward jennies. Yeah. <laughs> That's the stance of the pure boys, and don't get it twisted. Also, I really hate that I had to use the phrase inward, Jenny's. I really hated that. I thought that was awful, and I never want to have to say it again. Yeah, don't ever say it. I think we're now equal. Uh, nope, because I've said all the horrible things in this one so far. <laughs> you owe me. But I made you I made you say inward, Jenny's. That's true. You did trick me on that second one, but I was the one who was dropping the deaf voice like it was hot, and it was hot. Well, it was hot, like a pan. Yeah. You know what else is hot? Do you know what else is hot? Uh, let me guess. Oh, too late. The Kevin I... Sorbo, Read of the Week. <laughs> this segment. It I didn't... is the Tweet of the Week, and I just stepped it up. It had it on the thing. <laughs> And now it's not here anymore. Listeners, this is a disaster. I totally sprung this on Johnny. He was not aware that I was going to segue into this segment, so he had to scramble and grab his phone, and he was not yeah, ready for this. My, the, the tweet was up. 
I mm-hmm. swear the tweet was up. Okay. And now for some reason it's gone. Now his whole Twitter. And is I can't gone. get back to it. Kevin Sorbo got canceled by the leftist cuck lib. You want me to start this segment again? Do you want a second? No, no, I got it. Okay, all right. Uh, here's the tweet of the week from Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. Wait, the Oscars are tonight? I completely forgot. I mean, spoken like a true person who lives in 2021, like that's. Yeah. Hey, Oscars, I, how does it feel to be irrelevant now? Yeah, I agree with Kevin Sorbo on something. How does that feel? I know. It's like a bizarro world where I'm like, yeah, Kevin's making some good points tonight on Twitter, taking a dump, <laughs> tweeting about it. I really agree with him tonight. Yeah, maybe right is white. <laughs> well, there you go. There's your horrible thing that you said. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. As a liberal cock, that's uh, pretty on point. And you're right when you say right is white. I mean, that's, yeah, that certainly describes right, I, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I didn't go the other way. Exactly. No, you're, in this case, you're totally right. You're the rightest person I know. What do you think is the most irrelevant award show? Like, let me let me rephrase oh. that. What do you think is the, the, the award show that went from most relevancy to least relevancy? Well, I have to go with the, probably the Grammys. Oh, yeah? I think that was bigger than the Oscar in its heyday, right? Like, the Oscars kind of, like, came on the coattails of the Grammys. Did they? I don't know. I always felt that, like, Oscars were the big one, and Grammy everything else was, like, below the Oscars. Yeah, but music's been music for, like, music. And then Grammys are the music of the Grammys. That's true. That's a very good point. Grammys are the music of the Grammys. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. And then the Oscars came along. Coattails. Oh. Beethoven only wishes he could get a Grammy. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's going to come back in time. Bill and Ted's going to go back. <laughs> That's Whoop. why, you know, they wasted their time getting Mozart or whoever they got in the Bill and Ted movies. And they grabbed one of those old wig wearing losers. They should have grabbed Beethoven, the coolest of the old wig wearing losers. I think when I get old, I'm going to get one of those wigs. Like, why did we ever stop? Man, it's so funny. I'm going to shut this segment off. It's so funny that you say that because I've always said that if I ever won the lottery, like, and like, I'm talking a stupid amount of money, I would just start wearing powdered wigs again. Like exactly like what you were thinking. Because why not? If you're like uber rich and like, it's so sad to see all these rich people, people like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and Bill, Bill Gates and all these like mega rich people just leading boring lives. Why aren't any of them just outwardly crazy people? Like, why aren't any of them just like riding elephants? Like they're people, they're not, they're not using their wealth in a fun way. And it's such a shame to see. Maybe they are behind closed doors and they're using it in sexual exploits that we well, don't want to hear about. Well, that's exactly it. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> they're fingering all kinds of things behind closed doors and we don't want to know about that. But I'm talking like um, why why isn't Bill Gates wearing a powdered wig? He's single now. Yeah. Go off the deep end. Imagine Bill. how cool powdered wigs could be now. Like they were crazy awesome back then, but we have technology now. Yeah. Oh, the powders we could put in them. Oh, the DVD copies of powder written by a pedophile. We could do so much with that. Pushed by Sapphire. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's fun. Like, I think what what I'm hearing you saying is that rap music needs to embrace the powdered wig. Because yeah. the only thing that's going to... Like, if Bill Gates starts wearing powdered wigs, people are going to be like, take it off, Bill. What are you doing? But if, like, mm-hmm. Lil Nas X starts Jay-Z? wearing powdered wigs... 
that maybe I feel like Jay Z is not. I feel like someone like uh, if if like a, if there was a SoundCloud rapper that really blew up and he wore a powdered wig, people would be going nuts for it. I think. And his yeah, name I was think like Little Nas X is a little on point. I think he is wearing a powdered wig in his <laughs> most recent Montero video. You're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> his name would have to be like. Like, why isn't there a rapper named, like, Little Lord Fauntleroy? And he's just, like, a little proper dandy boy who wears a powdered wig and just raps about choking hoes and just being the coolest guy around. Make it happen, world. I I think you got it. I think you need to uh, recruit some young boys. and uh, (laughs) Audition a bunch of them. Close those doors. Audition those boys. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, Make a reality show about it. About it. (laughs) That sounds great. Called Popstar. And uh, make a band called Sugar Jones at the end of it. Do you remember when days were like that? I do remember when days were like that, and I long for them. I long for them like a cool mint Dorito. Oh. <laughs> Is that a Dorito, a cool mint Dorito? I don't think so. I was going to say cigarette, but... Mm, um, can't buy those anymore. No. It's a shame, too. And what a dumb reason for getting rid of them. Oh, they're like candy. Ugh. You ever smoked a menthol? They're not like candy. <laughs> not when at I all. was in high school, those were like the most uncool smokes to smoke. Oh, yeah. Like you wanted Marlboro Reds. <laughs> yeah, well, we grew up in the heart of Texas, and we just smoked Marlboro Reds. Texas. I mean, obviously, like, Players. Players Gold is the is the pinnacle of cigarettes where we're from. I think Players Gold is the standard. I like Players Light and some bingo. That's an evening mm-hmm. out for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like doing uh I like my favorite part about high school was when we would go do fundraisers at bingo halls and you as like a 16-year-old who just gets cigarette smoke blown in your face by a 78-year-old woman who's two years away from dying yelling at you because her bingo cards didn't arrive on time. That was really the <laughs> pinnacle of high school, I think. Did you call bingo, Sonny? What number was it? Shut up, lady. Just shut up. We, what are you talking about? Go eat your awful hamburger that you bought from the canteen and shut up. Blowing smoke I in my face. Those- we're our best voices. We should do a bingo sketch or even a whole show. That's a great as idea. Old ladies. That's a great idea. What would your name be? Jonathan Toilet Toilet? Jonathan Doris. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I'd be Zachariah Ty Bryant, I think. <laughs> it's the best name. <laughs> you can't get better than that. Exactly. Yeah. Why once once you've hit perfection, what are you gonna like what are you gonna improve on the wheel? No, no, no. The wheel's good. You don't need to make it better. It rolls. It's perfect. Yeah, what are you going to go with, perfection? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Call me Lil Lord Fauntleroy. I'm the newest SoundCloud rapper. And, uh, God, I I kind of love that idea. Sorry to just come back to that, but, like, rap, why isn't, like, trap music incorporating old, like, orchestral, like, violins and, like, Bach and Mozart? Why, like... Lean into that stuff. It could be a cool thing. Oh, never mind. I'm I'm wider. They're than... stupid, dumb kids, man. They yeah. just don't. They don't have the knowledge yet. Once we have trap music from kids that are 50 years old, they'll they'll be knowledged exactly. and they'll get into the classicals. Also, you and I are wider than Eugene Levy in Medea's Witness Protection. What we're watching this week. <laughs> Yeah, we're really whiter than him, as we find out later. Oh, my God. Like, earth-shattering revelations. And every Medea movie has some earth-shattering continuity 
just shaken up uh, yeah. revelations. I'm blown away by the things we find out. There's always a familial connection that gets woven into the story. Yeah, the the Medea, the Simmons family tree, it has roots that go so deep and it has branches that go off in every direction with leaves of all different colors and shapes and sizes. It's a beautiful tree to look at. Put your arse to sleep. Don't worry, it's not <laughs> Tom Arnold. He is not woven into the fabric of this uh, universe. Not yet. He's in there for a couple minutes and he's done. Man, I, 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 I really enjoyed... <laughs> Okay, first of all, this movie opens with very unassuming opening credits compared to the last movie we watched. Crazy! It's just right? like, what, like uh, uh, the camera's just flying over a whatever forest, and it just says Medea's witness, Tyler Perry's Medea's witness protection in white letters, yeah. just over a boring background, and you go like, Times New Roman. <laughs> yeah, like, it's so plain. Yeah, considering the last one had a full-on animated intro sequence that told the events of the movie that we were about to watch. Tyler Perry went, ah, scale that back. We can't. I'm, we're not doing that again. That's way too much. Yeah, or some hip-hop, some groove-tastic uh, lettering. Oh. Something's usually happening during the opening, but it's just uh, a helicopter shot over the yeah. Hamptons with some white text. There's not even any groovalistic quick-fix machine. There's nothing fun. It's just like... It's just boring it's just a boring start to i don't know i don't want to, this movie wasn't boring this movie was like i mean it's medea so it's great but it felt very different from literally from every other medea movie i've ever seen like it's there's less hijinks it's less wacky it's a lot more serious even though the cast is so bizarre it's i don't know it was it's a weird one i think it was written by a white ai <laughs> Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> How does an AI be white? That's uh Well, they uh you create the AI. Mm -hmm. He's he's a robot first. Mm -hmm. And then you like inject him with white juice. Like mm. um yes. I don't know what's really white. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> what what yes is? What yes is? You inject him with straight mayonnaise. There you go, hetero mayonnaise. Exactly. If Undercover Brother has taught me anything, it's that white people love mayonnaise on white bread. And also, hey, a little uh, connection here. Denise Richards in both Undercover Brother, uh, Switched, and Medea's Witness Protection. So, nice trifecta there. Yeah, we should definitely cover Undercover Brother. Do you know there's a sequel? Yeah, I saw it. It sucks. It's not very good. Yeah. You but, saw it? Yeah, I watched about 20 minutes of it, and it was like, that's good. I get what it is. It's not good. It sucks. There's no Eddie Griffin. Looks, yeah, there's no. really bad. It is really bad, because the first one is great. And I... Here's a little confession. I saw the first one, like, three or four times in theaters when it came out. I Woo! loved Undercover Brother, to the point where I, like... This I had these before Undercover Brother, but I had eight balls hanging from my rearview mirror. So when I saw those in the movie, I was like, yeah, Undercover Brother. And then he was drinking a lot of like double gulps of Orange Crush. And so that became my drink for a while. Because I was like, Undercover Brother's the he's the man. And so I would just drink double gulps of Orange Crush and then quickly realize that that's not a good drink. That's bad. So don't no. do that. <laughs> it's it's not lot. good for your life either. It's I also really like that movie yeah. it is a good movie and i think it holds up somewhat today 
uh, maybe. I haven't seen it in a while. Um, maybe it does. I mean, it probably is still it, enjoyable. Yeah, it probably treats females pretty poorly. It's well, there is that scene it's a where thing in old movies. I mean, there's there is that scene where Denise Richards has a cat fight with that other woman, and like Eddie Griffin and and the villain like pull up chairs and are eating popcorn and just like jack you know jane each other off i almost said <laughs> i almost said some bad words they're jane each other off about it so maybe that doesn't hold up in 2021 but whatever it's not our place to decide yeah it's for you the listener to decide so get out on them streets and make a decision already the nice thing about watching undercover brother when you're younger is being like oh man i want to be undercover brother and then realizing as you get older that you're just chris Catan in that movie you're just like oh rats <laughs> I'm just Chris Kattan this whole time, and that's not a fun thing to realize about yourself. Oh, Ratzenberger. Yeah, like with his slick hair, and he's just the worst. He just wants to be black so bad. He knows black don't crack, and he just wants to be a part of it. God, in the eyes of history, I am Chris Kattan. That's a that's going to keep me up at night. Not even Chris Kattan would be happy saying that. No. No, no. Who else is in this movie? Eugene Levy, pre Schitt's Creek. What a treat. I love Eugene Levy. And uh, he's good in everything. I've yet to see a Eugene Levy project where I went, ah, Eugene Levy doesn't carry it at all in this movie. He nails it 10 out of 10 times. Yeah, I have his uh, name in bold letters and a lot of exclamation points. (laughs) Me too. Uh, He's just fun to watch. And uh, I don't know. What can you say about a man? What can you say about Jim's dad? What can you say about Mr. Shit, or whatever his name is in Shit's Creek? I don't know. I've watched it, but I don't remember what his name is. You haven't watched it? No, I've watched it. I like Shit's Creek. I thought it was a really funny show. And Eugene Levy is great in it. Yeah. I love Shit's Creek. Yeah. It's great. Hey, Shit's Creek, if you're listening, hit us up for that sponsorship at any time. We want it bad. We'll do anything for it. We'll suck your wings. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Uh, who else is in this movie? Denise Richards. Tom Arnold is briefly in this movie. Uh, you know, Sucker Dink at High's uh, Tom Arnold, which weird that he's in it for the scene that he's in, and then that he gets billing in the opening credits when it's like, that's a cameo at most, I would say. Yeah, he should have definitely been at the last of the billings. I think Denise Richards is number one. Or is Eugene what? Levy? Tyler Perry is number one. Nah, he wasn't in the credits in the opening. Yes, he was. He was in it three times. <laughs> Poking the bear, baby. Tyler Perry as Medea Simmons. Tyler Perry as Brian Simmons. Tyler Perry as Joe Simmons. That's it. Oh, man, do we get a lot of each in this movie? A lot of Brian, and Brian's the worst in this movie. Uh, I didn't mind Brian in this movie. I thought, I, out of all the, like, I like Brian more in this movie than I do in Diarrhea of a Mad Black Woman. I don't like Brian really? at all. I don't like him at all in that movie. He's, like, so short with his kids. He's so rude to people. In this movie, Brian's, like, having some fun. He's, like, sassing Jake, and he's, uh, I like Brian. Brian's dealing with a lot in diarrhea. In here, he's like dealing with well, a lot. He's dealing with, <laughs> well, he's not dealing with his fa- uh, wife addicted to that stuff. Yeah, well, but he probably might divorce. Yeah, he might be dealing with his wife cheating on him. And well, actually, no, we don't know that yet. Technically, we don't know that yet. So never mind. Let's walk that back. <laughs> we technically yeah, that he, episode hasn't come out yet, so we haven't learned those things yet. 
He never said it. But every time I look at his face and he's like saying something in this movie, I it just doesn't seem like he knows how to make the face that Brian should be making in that moment. Mm-hmm. He uh, he just doesn't know how to act like Brian. He just wants to be Medea or Joe. Exactly. It always feels like he's like he's one like just change like his voice is always half <laughs> like half a word from just morphing into Medea. And he says things like Medea, and he says things like Joe, which like Joe is his dad. So I guess I could see how maybe you pick up some and like Medea's his aunt. So I guess maybe I could see how you pick up some of their mannerisms. But the fact that he plays all of them and his voice just slips sometimes. And you go like, Tyler, tighten it up, Tyler. <laughs> what are you doing, Tyler? It must be hard. Nah, I doubt it. <laughs> like, he, I mean, <laughs> even if it is hard, he chose to do all that. Nobody put a gun to his head and said, play three characters in this movie. No one did that. He he chose that. He wrote that. Well, in his plays. Who plays knowing Who plays Joe in the, in the plays? Because he's playing Medea, yeah. but like... Is, Joe has to be in the plays. Joe's in every one of the movies. He's got to be a major character in the plays. Who plays yeah. him in that case? We got to see one of these plays, man. Uh, I think some of them are on BET, so we could probably just get BET Plus and watch them on there. What's that? What's BET? As a white man, I... Mm. It's Black Entertainment Television. Ooh, never heard of it. No? Yeah, they got lots of good stuff. You might say that they helped create the Medea character, and they're they're the reason we have all of this. <laughs> Everybody loves Raymond's mom, isn't it? Oh, movie, Dead Doris Roberts. Dead, dead Doris Roberts, yeah. yeah. This movie oh. is uh, only a few years out from her death, and... Uh, She's acting like she has like dementia in this movie, and it's to uh, like having seen other movies that she made closer to her death. She's in a few like Frank D'Angelo movies, and so including like I think her second last movie before she died was The Red Maple Leaf, which is a Frank D'Angelo classic. Oh no! Yeah, or maybe it's no. Is she in the neighborhood? I can't remember which one. It's one of the one of the Frank D'Angelo movies, The Neighborhood or The Red Maple Leaf, and like. She is on death's door in those movies. Not as much as Robert Loja, who is literally at death's door in those movies. Doris Roberts is close. But here, she's, like, already pretty shaky. Like, she's doing too good of a job of playing someone who is, like, cracking up inside their head. Made me kind of sad a few times. It seems like there's a couple of scenes where it seems like she really loses it halfway through and everybody (laughs) just kind of plays along. Are you talking about the scene right before they go to church? And, like, everyone's yeah. just like, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, should we play along with this, or should we stop? C- cut, please? <laughs> no, keep it rolling. We only have so much film. We got to keep it rolling. Um, but, yeah. I just it, Anyway, it's always nice to see dead, dead Doris Roberts in something, I guess. I She's don't know. She's great. She's fine. She's in it, for sure. You don't like her? Not uh, really. I, I was never. I never really watched Everybody Loves Raymond, so I don't really have that like affinity what? for her. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry. I like. I like her in the Frank D'Angelo movies. She's great in No Deposit. She's great in uh, Red Maple Leaf. She's great in The Neighborhood. She's great in La Trattoria. She's great in all of them. You don't know what I'm talking about, Johnny. You haven't seen Frank D'Angelo movies. Not a one. Some of our listeners will get it, though, and they'll appreciate the talk. And I appreciate our listeners, so it all comes around. It's true. Doris Roberts is playing Eugene Levy's mom in this movie. And if that doesn't blow your marbles, I don't know what will. Although I looked it up, they are further apart in age than I thought they were. I thought that it was like 
Dor- if I, I ex- fully expected to Google both of their ages and for them to be identical at the time of filming of this movie, but I was what? wrong. There's about a 20-some year gap between them, so believable. What? I know. Yeah, I'd, I'd say at least 10 years, give or take a 10. Well, I told you it's over 20, so... Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's probably like 10, hey? It's probably closer to 5, I would say, yeah. Yeah. So, Eugene Levy is a CFO of a company. Yep. A chief fall guy. Yeah. <laughs> the It turns out uh, the company he was working for is running a Ponzi scene, mm-hmm. and they put Eugene Levy in the position to take the fall. He and doesn't know. And he's an accountant. He should have known what was going on the entire time, but he's a dumb, dumb Dugan. He wasn't paying and attention. And was rich for no reason. No he, got, no, he got rich because they were paying him to take the fall, as Tom Arnold so eloquently well, yeah. explains. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, he's uh, he goes into the office one day, and everyone's shredding everything, and Tom Arnold's like, hey, buddy, you better start shredding stuff. And he's like, but I'm the CFO. And Tom Arnold goes like, say that again into this tape recorder. And so he says it again into the tape recorder, which, like, what are you doing, Eugene? Don't do that. And then he says some other incriminating stuff, which, like, I guess turns out to not be incriminating or something. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, finds out that he was totally set up, and his life is ruined now. So... You're going to miss your son's baseball game, I guess. Again. Yeah, this is on a Saturday, I would assume. Yeah, that's what they said. Yeah. That he has... Yeah, and uh, he falls for the tape recorder thing like two or three times, like way too long. Yeah. Like he's just not putting an eight and eight together to make ten. And... Um, <laughs> Sounds like you were putting eight and eight together there. To make ten? To make teen? I know how to do math. <laughs> And it, it like he's at home and he still doesn't even seem like he's uh, figuring out exactly how screwed he is. I mean, it's shock. That's yeah, what it is. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, he, but he, well, as we find out later on, he just doesn't pay attention. Denise Richards, mm-hmm. his wife. By the way, Denise Richards plays Eugene Levy's wife in this movie. Second wife, to be fair, but wife nonetheless. And. You'd think that it would be like, oh, she's like she's like Byron's girlfriend, where she's just some gold-digging hoe. Not the case. It seems like she yeah. genuinely loves Eugene. They've been married for, like, nine years in this movie, which is like, mm-hmm. damn, Eugene. Like, you locked Denise Richards down at, like, Christmas Jones time. Now it's, like, nine years later, and she's still looking good. But, like, when they would have got married in the timeline, Denise Richards was like wild things Denise Richards Christmas Jones Denise Richards you know what I'm saying like you know he locked it down he uh, locked a primo uh, inward something we were talking about earlier inward genitals inward jennies <laughs> jennies jennies yeah. yeah and had uh, a kid with her no- knocked her up got her preggers it's pretty good preggers it's pretty good <laughs> Yeah, you don't uh, get characters that really break the mold too often in Medea movies, but Denise Richards is uh, a genuine second wife that wants, that loves uh, Eugene Levy and the family and is a pretty nice person in general. Yeah, you'd think, again, you'd think that she would be kind of a mean, you'd think that there was going to be some, you, when you see them together and you expect some comeuppance for her or something is going to happen, yeah. but like, She's just nothing but supportive and a good, like, partner the entire movie. She has some, like, really nice scenes with Medea. Like, there's, there is some genuine, really nice character moments between Medea and Joe and Eugene Lett. Like, 
there's just so many moments in this movie where I was like, this is like a good scene. This isn't like a silly joke em up scene. These are actors acting and doing a good job. I was impressed. I didn't laugh a lot. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of what happens in this movie is where it tries to be like a decent movie mm. that uh, moves a plot along and not build generic characters that are crazy. Um, Until the end. And but, you kind of want that. Yeah, but then at the end they go like, hey, what if we just turn this into a, a very stupid movie? And you go, I guess it's believable. I guess it's fine. Well, it had to end sometime. I guess. I mean, yeah, it was already two hours long, and they were like, oh, crap, we got to wrap this up somehow. Uh, good yeah, luck. Like, at the end, it seems like there's a good runway left, and then it ends, and there's ten minutes of credits. <laughs> there's a lot of bloopers. Lots. Of scenes that are Which, not in the movie for some for some of them. Yeah, and not particularly funny. Like, not super yuck em up, although you, the bidet stuff kills. Oh, you didn't like the scene where Eugene Levy said he didn't want to get gang-raped in jail? Trigger warning. <laughs> sorry, sorry, listeners. Well, I guess, you should, that's I guess, fun for people now. That's true. You can't really say trigger warning after you've said the horrible thing. You should say the trigger warning first and then say the horrible thing. Yeah, gang raping in uh, prisons is fine. That's true. Back then, it was a joke. It was funny. It was funny when a man got raped. It was like a funny thing. Look at look at look at in this guy. Prison. Well, even in general, I think it's. I mean, don't forget that Ace Ventura when Nature Calls ends with the villain getting raped by a gorilla. Don't forget that. That's like, and that was like the comedy climax of the movie. So don't you know? Let's not act like just in jail it was funny. It was funny everywhere back in the day. That's so funny. <laughs> I mean, it's funny to say it out loud like that. Well, gorillas have rights, and we've touched that so many times. That's true, touched yeah. <laughs> Fingered it, you might say. Ooh, I'm not a, I'm not Mozart over here. Ooh, you know that's I mean? true. Uh, Medea, so Brian is, uh, he's a DA. Obviously, we know that, and he's like, "Hey, I've been, yeah, I've been looking into this company, and, uh, and hello, uh, and uh, I think this company might be a Ponzi scheme." And his boss is like, "Well, look into it, Brian. Find out if it's a Ponzi scheme." And he's like, "Okay," and so he yeah. looks into it and finds out that it is a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, it's just an establishing scene. There's no real reason for it. They no. just want to shove the plot line into the face of the audience. <laughs> I totally thought his white boss was going to be in on something. Yeah. Just the way he talks. I thought he was going to be in on the Ponzi scene. Oh, we've been looking into these guys for years. Yeah, see what you can find out. Mm -hmm. Who cares? <laughs> like, his white boss, who is like the 2012 equivalent of Ben Mendelsohn. How chapped is that guy that Ben Mendelsohn came along and took all of his roles? He must be just totally pissed off about it. He's like, I, I, I'm just, I'm the, I'm the target version of that guy. I'm the zellers of that guy. Come on. Couldn't do he it. He is so white. He oh. is the whitest person I think I've ever seen. It. And I'm white. But you're just saying that because he sings Karma Chameleon for no reason. <laughs> He just starts singing it because Brian goes, ah, oh, you know, our boy George. And he goes, oh, boy George. Ah, come a chameleon. Come a, come a, come a, come. And Brian's like, don't do that. Don't sing it. Why? Why? You come girl. You come hello. Hello. <laughs> that song sucks, by the way. Oh, my God. Is that song bad? Sorry. It's bland. What? It's bland like butter noodles. Yeah, exactly. I don't mind butter noodles, though. But if Karma Chameleon comes on, I'm oh. shutting it off. No thanks. 
Another white person who likes buttered noodles. Hey, man. You're all crazy. You grow up lower middle class, you're eating buttered noodles sometimes, all right? I was. <laughs> what did you say? I was. I was. I was lower middle class, I swear. <laughs> That's why now he has a super picky. Well, yes, I super picky, and I'll never die. No. <laughs> you suck. I just tweeted that. Why? <laughs> well, who cares? What difference does it make, daughter? Shaq totally t- told on us, I think. Shaq told on us? Yeah, I think so. I think once we, yes, I super picky him, he told on us to the Twitter. Oh, that's elite. right. We did tweet Shaq, stop Asian hate, and he was like, I'm getting rid of this. I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> That's I love good... Asians, but I'm getting rid of this. <laughs> My girlfriend's Asian. She's like four foot eleven. You ever seen her give me a piggyback ride? It's pretty impressive. It is. It's pretty <laughs> has, impressive. Has that happened? Yeah, it's on one of the talk shows. One of the dumb talk shows. She like Ellen. gives him a piggyback. No, I think it was like Conan or something like that. She gives him a piggyback ride, and it's and you look at them and you go like, he's gonna split her in half. <laughs> like he's gonna tear her apart. <laughs> He's gonna pull her apart like a wishbone. That's what that's what Shaq that's could do to that person. No, that's, that's just physics. That's what's going to happen when she gets that donkey. You know what I'm saying? That's what up. Do you think he has to put something on his peener to make it smaller? I mean, I think he's like a just the tip guy, but like just the tip is like seven inches, so Maybe all of the growth hormones in his entire system went to his body and not his finger. You know, I was just I was just thinking the same thing. What if Shaq has like a <laughs> tiny dink? Like what if you saw Shaq in the shower and he just had like a little thumb and he and you're just like, What am I looking at right now? And like not saying like, oh, Shaq's dink is big, but so is his body, so it looks proportionately small. I'm saying, no. what if Shaq and I swap dinks and you're like, What happened there? What like you traded down, Shaq. What are you doing? I would stare at Shaq in the shower so long. Yeah. With dis- not disgust, because that's how God made him, and we yeah. love God. Yeah. But just in wonderment. Oh, what a... And pity? No, pride. Because, like, Shaq is a man of confidence. <laughs> he is a man of never-ending yeah. confidence. So for him to walk around being like, I got a little Terrence Howard between my legs, and I don't even care. Look how amazing I am. I'd go, you know what? Nothing but respect for you, Shaq. I would love to. Yeah. I would love to share a public shower with any celebrity. I mean, male, I guess in this case, just to see it, just to see what's up. I want to see what, what kind of what you're packing. Yeah, and we should know what he's packing. Celebrities should be not our slaves, <laughs> but maybe. <laughs> you're saying there should be a celebrity Jenny database where you should be able to look up any yeah. celebrity, see their Jenny, so you know what they're working with. Like frick feet. We're just like no, pussyfooting no. around it. Oh man. <laughs> you, said, you said a lot of words that really, you know, revved my engine there real quick. <laughs> like frick feet? Pussyfoot? Well, excuse me? What are you trying to do to me over here? Show us your Jennies. Show I don't us... want to see your feet anymore. I mean, like volunteer. You're not no one's forcing yeah. the celebrities at gunpoint to show us their Jennies, but we're just no. saying like I don't want like a, what was it that called where like they got hacked and all their stuff got leaked, you know what I'm talking about? Um whatever that was called. I don't big want hack away. The big hack yeah, the big uh the big shack hack. We don't I don't want that kind of stuff happening. I want the I want them to no. volunteer this information. 
but we should be able to Google Hugh Jackman, Jenny's. Boom, there they are. Let's see what they look like. What are you working with? I mean, with? there should be a database of every living human being. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Above the age of 18, of course. Of course. I mean, once you turn 18, mm -hmm. you can voluntarily show your Jenny's, but if you don't, you're publicly shamed, but you're not. Because exactly. that would be wrong. Exactly. <laughs> Just people, <laughs> you pass by people in the street and they Google you and go, hey, coward, show us your jennies. What are you doing? You're like, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to. Like, you coward. But I'm not actually saying that because I want your body, your choice. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> like Christina Aguilera says, you're beautiful in every single way. Words can't bring you down. But show us your jennies. I want to see your jennies. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me get those jennies. If I'm going on a date with you, I expect you to pull your jennies out at dinner and say I love you within the first 10 minutes of the date. Otherwise, you're collecting the check and I'm leaving to go. I'm taking my I meal to you. go. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> we are standing up showing each other our jennies right now. I mean, for the listeners, that is what's happening. Well, yeah, because we want to know each other's jennies. Couple of donkeys. We are friends. Exactly. We are the watchers. We are the watchers. <laughs> Hey, we still have like two hours of a Medea movie to talk about, so maybe we should get to that. <laughs> uh, FBI's involved, as we already know. District Attorney, the wait, family gets to wait, go. Wait, no, to... no, wait, 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 wait! Don't, don't, don't jump past the FBI for a second here. Did you notice it? <laughs> did you notice that the FBI, the the two FBI agents, their voices were like switched? Did you notice yeah. that? What what was up with that? The like the man had like a high pitched woman's voice, and the woman had like a low man's voice. Why was that a thing in this movie? I don't know. I feel like the editors got crazy with it, or somebody thought it'd be funny, but they don't play it up in a way to like make it worth it. it like there's no payoff. It's not a joke. Like there's no payoff to it. It's just like yeah. if you don't notice it, you don't notice it. But the, the FBI agents have crazy voices for no reason. And they never come they back. They got switched. They never come back. It's not like at the end of the movie. Like, here's what they should have done. They should have had those two agents at the start with the man having the woman's voice and the woman having the man's voice. And at the end of the movie, they should have came back and they should have had their own voices. And then Eugene Levy should have been like, what the heck? What is that? <laughs> Didn't you guys? Ah, never mind. So that viewers would be Did like, what's he talking about? Did you guys have a Switch movie this whole time when we were having our own movie? <laughs> what was going on here? Yeah. Is one of you... I can't remember anybody. I can't remember anything about that movie. <laughs> Is yeah. one, of the, one of you Madeline Beeren, famous Instagram person, Madeline Beeren? Yeah. Yeah. You pulled it out like a rabbit out of her taint. Thank you. Uh, so, yes. They have to go. The family has to go into witness protection because uh, if Eugene Levy testifies in court, the Malone family, which is the mafia family that has been like funneling money through this Ponzi scheme, they would kill Eugene Levy and his whole family. Or his other option is he just goes to jail. He takes the rap and goes to jail. So uh, they decide to go into witness protection, but they can't go to normal witness protection because. As the the direct like Brian's boss tells him, oh, the Malone family has penetrated our guys before. You go, oh, okay, yeah. hello. They really fingered us. Where's this movie going? I mean, I bet that <laughs> line got a laugh from me, so I'm sure it got a laugh from the crowd watching it in the theaters. Oh yeah, I'd love to see this in the theater. Oh, I would give, I would give everything to watch 
a Medea movie in a theater on opening night, and it, now that opportunity is gone. We will never have that opportunity. In Atlanta? Imagine doing that, flying down to Atlanta and doing this. That would have been a treat. According to the internet, the movies would the theater would be empty. Everybody hates Medea, according to the internet, except for us. Apparently, we're the only bastion of Medea love on the internet because, according to Reddit, Medea is awful and everybody hates her. But like, get over yourselves, Reddit. You're a bunch of jabronis. Medea is the best. And uh, we love her, and so we're going to rent out a whole theater and watch a Medea movie there. And it's hecka popular on YouTube. Yeah, is it? Well, our videos, it's the most watched stuff we've ever put out. That's true. Organically, just growing every day. More and more people watching that video, watching two minutes and 45 seconds of that video, and then not watching the whole thing. Certainly not. Not even close. (laughs) We love you. We love you. Your mic got really quiet. Are you back? I'm back. Oh, you're good. You're good. You're good. Sorry. You're good. So Brian's boss is like, hey, look, the Malone family's penetrating our guys all the time. We can't have that. You have to just handle it, Brian. And Brian's like, uh, okay. So he takes, so so he goes to Medea and is like, hey, Medea, do you want to take this family in? And like, they're in witness protection and the mafia is trying to kill them. Do you want to look after them? And she's like, no. And of course, Medea's like, no, I don't want to. But then Brian brings up money. Oh, yeah. 4K a month. Which is not enough as far as I'm concerned. It, like, they'll pay you $4,000 a month. Okay, but the mafia could roll up here at any time and kill me and Joe and everybody I love. You're going to have to give me, like, at least 10K, let's say. Like, 4K to put my life on the line? No thanks. That's not enough. But Medea's hurting for money at this point, and I think she could probably, like, room, board, feed this uh, whole family for, like, a hundred bucks on those YouTube e-cards. I don't know, man. You look at that meal, that breakfast she prepared them. It was, like, waffles, pancakes, grits, sausage, ham, eggs, hash browns. It looks so good. All the food in the Medea movies looks amazing. But, like, that was, like, a $75 breakfast (laughs) just for breakfast. It was, and I I just want a Medea meal. If I could get yeah. somebody to uh, feed me a Medea meal, that would put my life at ease. Did you see that there was a stick of butter on each plate? I did, and she things? was like, I put extra butter on the ham. Like, Don't. <laughs> what do you mean extra butter? What, what do you mean? How much butter yeah, did you put on a... there initially? <laughs> right. She cooked it in butter yeah, and then put, like, a stick of butter on the plate. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, and they, you know, the so yeah, so they the family shows up, and it's like it's uh, Eugene Levy, it's Niece Richards, it's Doris Roberts, it's two kids. One is a sassy young daughter, and the other is a fat young boy, and you know, they're not psyched to be there, and Medea and Joe are not psyched to have them there. Yeah, it's culture shock, baby. Yeah. Nobody wants to deal with anybody, and Medea didn't know they were white coming in, and that's no. a problem. That's true. Joe needs money because he's out here running them hoes, dog. I I love Joe in this movie. Genuinely, I I like Joe a lot in this movie. Joe's kind of calmed down to be like a real person in this movie for some reason. Yeah, and then the next movie, he's a goddamn cartoon character again. (laughs) But in this movie, he's like a normal... Again, there's great character moments with Joe in this movie. Can you believe that? I really can't. Like, there's genuine, hilarious moments. And also, uh, he's just being a real person. And also a scene where Medea goes, shut up, rectum. She says that to Joe. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's mean. Yeah. 
Hardly even knew him. Right. <laughs> uh, so then, uh, then Tyler Perry, Eugene Levy rolls up, and I got so excited. So I was like, Eugene Levy is meeting Medea. Like, to me, those are two heroes of mine meeting together. What a beautiful thing that is to see two people I admire and respect and just love just together on screen. Ugh. And then and Denise yeah, Richards is, is there too. This is what it's like when worlds collide. Are you ready to go? <laughs> Our worlds collide. Remember that that song sucks. Power of Man Five Thousand. Yuck. I loved it when I was a kid. Couldn't get enough of it. I'm with you. Yeah, the last time I heard that song was at a drag show, and a really? a, a woman dragging as a man like perform to worlds collide but all they did was just like walk angrily back and forth across the stage and like mouth the words and just like march angrily it was like it is this isn't really a performance huh it's more just like walking i don't know you didn't really do anything for it and i haven't heard the song since and i don't want to hear it again because it would taint that memory of mine because it was a beautiful moment and that was in 2005 2005 show me you're alive yeah you Holy bet crap. baby that was a long time ago haven't haven't listened to power man 5000 since hmm. until now oh, oh, oh no <laughs> yeah that's right uh mm, cindy is the daughter she's very rude to everybody in the family and medea is like salivating at the idea of hitting this girl like she just can't wait to whoop this girl into shape she never does. Yeah, she's champing at the bit. She never whoops her, which I guess fair enough. Yeah. It's not like she's your family. Hey, here's a weird thing about this movie. There's no Aunt Bam. There's no Mr. Brown. There's no anybody. There's no Cora Simmons. She's probably in jail after the last movie because she got arrested for smashing into that restaurant. But there's like the, the only side characters from any of the other movies are Joe and Brian. That's so weird. And there is a Hattie, but it's the wrong Hattie. Yeah, that blew my mind. She was like, "You, hey, Hattie, you're my neighbor. Shut up, Hattie. Don't talk to me. And I went, Hattie? Oh, no. Just a different old that woman. Not the Hattie I know. Where's that horny Hattie? I want the horny Hattie back. I don't want boring Hattie. Some nice alliteration. I like that. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, Medea <laughs> can't wait to beat Cindy. The son is wearing, like, a pinstripe suit for some reason <laughs> with, like, a knit Yeah, it tie. looks like a... 1950s gangster. They that boy. They did not know what to dress that boy in in this movie. His wardrobe is just all over the place, and none of it fits him well, and none of it looks good on him. And I'm like, what? You're doing this kid dirty. Come on. And his characterization isn't that great. He's just a boy that's bad at baseball, and that's about it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Medea has a great line where she's she's talking to Brian about the family. She's like, there is nobody white in this neighborhood we don't even have white cats or white cars around here if the police come to this neighborhood they don't even send white cars they send black suvs and that's true because in medea goes to jail a bunch of black suvs roll up and the cops arrest her so i can attest to that yeah it's a uh, true to the world she only says the truth medea's she's a big titty wearing <laughs> truth teller exactly <laughs> Uh, there's some great green screen in, in these scenes where like Brian, Joe, and Medea are all on screen at the same time, walking in front of each other, like interacting with each other. 
it's the best green screen we've seen so far. It's phenomenal. Honestly, blew me away. When all three of them are in the room, you really can't tell what's uh, going on or that they're having uh, trouble interacting. There's one over-the-shoulder shot uh, of Medea reacting to Brian that's kind of whatever, but it's still <laughs> I know, I know, still yeah, fine. I know what you're talking about, where she, like, turns to him, and it's like, you're yeah. not looking at him. You're looking at where you think he's going to be, <laughs> but they didn't quite line it up properly. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And nobody, Only mistook. Nobody comments on the fact that they're all exactly the same height. Nobody ever comments on that. Well, Joe's a little hunched over. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe is, like, thirsting on Denise Richards right out the gate. She's doing yoga in the living room, which, like, fair enough, Joe. I get it. And he's like, if you need anything, anything at all, I'm just a whisper away. Which I thought was maybe <laughs> the creepiest thing I've ever heard a person say to another person. A whisper. Uh Right before that, he gets an offer from Mama Raymond uh, to get it on. And he says, no, I couldn't believe it. Well, I mean, can you blame him? Denise Richards is in the house. Like, what are you talking about? Doris, yeah. 86-year-old Doris Roberts is throwing herself at Uncle Joe. And also Denise Richards is doing yoga in the living room. He's going to push Doris Roberts away by her face to go watch, Dor to go watch Denise Richards. Uncle Joe is all about that, uh, you know what, and Stank. He, he gets it whenever he can get it, and the way he reacts to her offer when he just, like, slides away and whispers, like, oh, no, I don't do this. Well, but here's the thing, <laughs> I thought though. that was very funny. It was very funny. He he recognizes that Doris Roberts is slipping. He's like, this yeah. woman has dementia, and, like, nobody seems to be talking about it or doing anything about it like why is she like she needs to be in a care facility based on what how we see her reacting to life not living in this house poorly treated so joe is like i'm not it's it, it's i'm not taking advantage of this woman whose mental faculties are not there at all joe is a good man in this movie yeah don't stick your dink in dementia kids <laughs> Good advice. Good advice to tell kids when it won't be an issue for 70 years. Good advice. <laughs> Hold now on. You never know the way the world's going. You know what? Plastic, microplastics. Oh, Ooh, we're full of them. All over the place. Oh, full of my brain. Um, uh, what, uh, what else are we talking about? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Medea don't eat no yoga. I don't eat no yoga. It's bad for my stomach. That was a good line. That's a nice little wordplay. Could you imagine Medea doing yoga? Break the world. I mean, I don't have to imagine it. I watched the bloopers, so I saw it. Wow. Can oh, you, Medea, you're getting in on it. Can you imagine Denise Richards' kids going to a school in Atlanta? Because I can't. No. And the movie certainly doesn't ever show us that. And, like, the kids shouldn't be going to school. They're in witness protection. I guess they're halfway across the country. Yeah, but like, I, but so I, it just seemed, yeah, it seemed weird to me. It was like, why didn't they set him up with a tutor or something and said they're going to a yeah. public? Where did you guys come from? Oh, we can't tell you. What's your name? Oh, I can't tell you that either. Like, I, how are these kids? Like, the kids are going to blow the cover for sure in that school. They don't, but, you know, odds are. Yeah, it it's not really a plot point. Like, you'd think they'd uh, have some trouble meshing into the school. The, they could have used that, but... 
Nothing. They just go to school, yeah. public school in a local area. It's really not touched on. Medea is so upset that there's white people in her neighborhood, but then they just send them to the neighborhood school, and they go, well, don't worry about that, I guess. They'll be the only white kids there, presumably, and I guess nobody will ask any questions about that whatsoever. So don't worry. Sweep it under the rug. It's all good. Yeah, really shouldn't have even been touched on. We shouldn't even saw the kid get off the bus. Yeah pointless i i really liked where medea was trying to get eugene levy out of bed where she was like uh she was like you better get your ass out of this bed <laughs> like just like being so intense to him and then he was like i don't want to get out of bed and she says if you don't get out of bed then i'm gonna come back up here get completely naked and spoon with you and my first thought was i guess i'm staying in bed all day then yeah, I'm never getting out of this bed. I, I want you that. Like Maroon 5 says, I don't want to leave this bed. And that, that would be me in a nutshell. Actually, this is me in a nutshell. How did I get into this crazy <laughs> nutshell? <laughs> what kind of nut? What a great nutshell. <laughs> I could do that gag all day. I think that's what uh, endeared myself to my wife. <laughs> well, your wife is Vanessa Kensington, and she she you, yeah. she fell asleep on your hand one night. I uh, said that when we were on a date in a restaurant and then got on the floor. And how did I get in this bloody great nutshell? <laughs> what kind of nut would have a shell like this? <laughs> she was like, I'm going to marry this man one day. And then you tried to back your car out and you got it yeah. stuck between two buildings and you couldn't back your car out. <laughs> and she was like, I don't, I might, I'm rethinking this, actually. I drove a bicycle. Oh, hot. Yeah, you, you <laughs> probably got great thighs then. Oh, it's so many big ties. <laughs> I'm losing it a little. I get it. Yeah, a I lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Cindy is like very rude to Medea when she tries to get her up. She's like, "Go away!" And she throws a pillow that hits Medea in the face. And Medea's like, "I'm gonna kill this young girl." But instead, she grabs a yep. bucket of presumably ice cold water and dumps it on Cindy, which is very funny. Yeah, and the smart move. It's not yeah. abuse. And it's probably way worse. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, it would ruin her bed for the, for the rest of the day, for sure. Like now, yeah, it'd ruin your life. Yeah, now you're, where you sleep is soaking wet, and that's not going to dry easily because it's a friggin' couch. <laughs> like, that's going to just soak up the water. <laughs> and Well, she probably has plastic on the couch underneath. Ah, her, not on that couch. That couch was, that was mm. like a legit, because I think, I don't know, whatever. Whatever. We're getting to the biggest revelation of the movie. We're getting to the the wildest part of the movie is coming up right now. This next scene is insane. So, oh my God, where do we even begin with this? So, breathe, take a breath. Earlier, take a moment. The, when Doris Roberts sees Brian for the first time, she goes, "You're the man in the boat." Oh, I I got fricked by a man in a boat back in the day, <laughs> and he had the biggest boat I've ever seen. <coughs> and then if you she, know what I mean. And then when she gets to the house and meets Joe, she goes, you're the man in the boat. I got fricked by a man in a boat back in the day, and whatever. And then we find out that they did have sex back in the day. Joe and Doris Roberts totally hooked up back in the day and she and he goes what was that like 56 years ago and she goes 53 my son is 52 and i went joe is eugene levy's dad <laughs> mind like why make that 
familial connection. Why did that have to happen? I don't. I don't want to know why. I just. I want to revel in it. I love that yeah. revelation that Joe Simmons is Eugene Levy's dad in this movie, and yeah, it's implied. But then we find out later. Like he asks him a bunch of in in the first of a few great Joe character scenes. He is like asking Eugene Levy questions. I I love that scene. Yeah, I I like how hesitant he is. He's like, I never own no boat. I I I never been there. But he was in the army and he was uh, transferring people around. And New Orleans. She has this really uh, well crappy uh, Betty Boop tattoo oh. on her ankle that just is drawn very well. Like it it looks like a droopy <laughs> Betty Boop yeah. tattoo. I do like the Joe goes oh that's Betty Boop Betty Boop Betty drooped. <laughs> that's funny Joe. it just goes together yeah. yeah it was good but so joe is like there's a scene where eugene levy's like pouring over some papers and joe is sitting on the couch next to him and it's just the only only the two of them in the scene and again it is a awesome scene it's such a good scene and joe yeah. is like you know when you uh when you were younger i don't know i can't remember all he asked him he's like you you always have like curly hair like that and eugene levy's like oh when i was a kid i had like a big afro and he was like okay <laughs> check he goes, did you ever learn how to swim? And Eugene Levy's like, nah, I never learned how to swim. And he goes, okay, check. And he goes, when you go to the bathroom, do you got a big old donkey? He doesn't say that, but he implies <laughs> that. And Eugene he Levy, acts it out. Yeah, and Eugene Levy goes, yes, I have a big old donkey. And he goes, <laughs> check. And then in the finest bit of acting in all of these movies, Joe just very calmly goes, damn, I'm your daddy. And Eugene Levy goes, excuse me? And then the scene ends. And we don't get any further extrapolation on that. No, they don't have a scene together again where they, like, go into it a little bit more, right? I don't think so. Yeah, I think that's I think no. that's it. And I think that's probably the only other, like, the last time it's even mentioned in this movie, which is weird, because Eugene Levy just found out who his dad is. Well, what really nails it for me is that he he has this great, looking wife but he still wants a bigger booty and that, joe yeah. loves a big booty a harley davidson yeah that was yeah i forgot that was the other thing that he said that i was like god damn it joe i like you a lot and he was like do you like do you like a little butt or do you like a booty you want to grab something <laughs> and point it where to go and eugene levy's like well i do like a bit of i'd like a little more junk in the trunk if you know what i'm saying <laughs> Like, Uncle Joe's delivery throughout that scene is just perfect. He hits every note uh, great. Like, it just works in every level. And he's like, it's like, the things that he's saying are silly, of course. The scene is silly at its core, of course. Yeah. But it's not played silly. It's played as if Joe, this dirty old street man who is horny as frick, is just literally figuring out that this man who got thrown into his life who is Eugene Levy is his son and he's got his whole family there now and he keeps you know what it's never addressed again but he does call Eugene Levy son every time he sees him in the movie from that point forward and he does tell his his like Eugene Levy's son that he's got good genes and he's like he like implies <laughs> that he's related to him he's well he even says we're family we're family now and the kid's like okay thanks I guess uh, he uh calls the little kid black <laughs> does he yeah, when they're playing baseball, he's like, I was in the leagues. What like leagues? You... What leagues? 
I can't say the word. You can say the word. They say it in the movie. You can say it. <laughs> this is just because you did the deaf voice. You're trying to rope, rope me in. Say it. Just say it. Say it in the uh, deaf voice, and it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, that's going to make it better. I am not saying the word. Joe says, I used to play in the Negro League. That's what he says. That's not, I'm not, I'm not making quote. a statement about that. That's what Joe says. That's a quote from the movie. J- full disclosure, they say the word Negro a lot in this movie, but it's usually in like, in ter- like Medea says it a lot. Doris Roberts says it a lot. There's one scene where she's just walking around saying it and everyone's like, ah, maybe this isn't, this isn't in the script. Why is Doris Roberts doing this? Because Doris Roberts is losing it and she keeps thinking that Medea is like her old her old like housemaid like she calls her some other things that I won't repeat but like she says some other pretty nasty things to her but Medea's just like okay you're you're losing your marbles that's fine <laughs> whatever call me Sadie I don't care call me whatever you want yeah it, it said a lot but it's done with a bit of class when I skipped the word and just said leagues, that sounded so much worse than anything else. It I definitely did, yeah, because people are going to be like, what word wouldn't he say? And then when yeah. I said it, it was like, okay, well, that's that's not good, but it's not as bad as we expected it to be. That's what it was and called. And you prefaced it. Yeah. And that's what the name of it was. That's what the thing was called back in the day. It's, you wouldn't, it's not called the African-American leagues. It was called, you know, the Negro Leagues back then. So it's just what it is. You Man. did it with class. I don't think you needed to say it again there. You probably did. Uh... <laughs> did you just? Did you really just say that I did it with class when I did it in a deaf voice? Is that really? Is that? Is that class to you? <laughs> that is the epitome of class. When you put a little deaf on it, a little stank on it. Yeah, yeah. Put my foot in it. In other words. Uh... <laughs> So, uh, oh yeah, Medea has a scene where she's teaching Denise Richards how to raise her daughter, which is not as good as the Joe Eugene Levy scene, mostly because, like, Medea's like, you need to say these things to your daughter and, like, stand up for yourself and be like, hell, I'm damn mad, and blah, blah, like, she says all these, like, Medea-isms that then Denise Richards repeats back in a later scene, and you go, hmm, you took the wrong lessons from that uh, Denise Richards you, that's not what you should you should be saying those things in your own words don't just repeat the yeah. things that Medea said to you and in your own voice you don't have to put a stank on <laughs> your voice yeah. which is weird but it it was kind of like off-putting or like discombobulating that she wasn't telling her to like beat her kids a lot that's basically <laughs> All Medea does when it comes to rearing your children is beating the heck out of them. And and we know she goes back to those lessons in in future movies. So for her to be like in this movie where the daughter is the rudest daughter we've ever met, don't beat your kid. That's maybe it's a white thing. I don't know. I don't you don't ever see her beating white kids. All the kids she beats are black and like related to her most of the time. So maybe it was like these kids aren't related to her. Not racist. That's like. That's just I'm pointing that out in these movies. That's not racist. No, you're not being racist. Oh, thank he you. Is being I got really defensive there. Maybe I was being racist and I didn't even realize it. I just got so <laughs> defensive. <laughs> there, there is just like a a weird kind of uh, the characterization of these characters are kind of tampered down a bit in this movie, mm-hmm. where they don't just go off on like 
crazy things like beating your kids for the only <laughs> thing to teach them what to do. Oh my god! What I just re- I just realized something, Johnny. Eugene Levy is Brian's brother. Yeah, oh yeah. Whoa! <laughs> Talk about a mind blower. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, Joe must be so proud of his sons. They're so successful. Oh yeah, they're both huge money makers. I think there's one uh, scene where Eugene comes home and somebody says, "Hey, how was hanging out with your brother all day?" And uh, I don't think he clocks it or thinks about it too much. You're right. Yeah, Doris Roberts says that to him, and he goes, "Ah, my, oh, you're yeah. just losing it." He's like, "I wasn't with my yeah. brother. I was with Brian." Right, right, right. Okay, okay. Yeah, you're right. That that does come up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you like the scene where Medea is just? Where Cindy comes home and Medea's in the kitchen singing Amazing Grace, and then she just tells Cindy that her whole family is dead. And Cindy's like, what? <laughs> and then her family shows up, and Medea's like, I was just kidding. But, you know, see? You you act like you hate your family, but you really love your family, so maybe stop acting like you hate them. And everyone rightly goes, that was pretty twisted. You probably shouldn't have done it like that. <laughs> like, that's a pretty dark thing to do to a kid. Yeah, it was, it was really dark, but why was the preamble to that her sitting in the dark alone uh singing amazing grace? <laughs> was she like is that how she revs up giving bad news to or fake bad news to Cindy? Maybe, I don't know. And like I love that Cindy doesn't clue in to her family not actually being dead when Medea says that her dad was driven over by the machine that paints stripes on the road and then a 50 car pileup happened on him and then a helicopter came and chopped her mom in half and then her brother got caught by the mafia and got cement shoes put on him and is at the bottom of a river which that one is Ooh. truly heinous like that one is gruesome oh that one's brutal you put a cement what shoes a on, a, on a 12 year old and threw him in the river yikes that's a hard one to come back from yeah, but the Malone family, ooh, we... We never see them. We never hear anything about them. We hear a lot of stuff about Eugene Levy's first wife. We never see her. I was kind of expecting there was going to be a big cameo from somebody, but no, no such luck. Oh, well. You know, There's oh. a ru- lot of runway play- laid, but none of it ever works out. You know who should have been in this movie as a Malone family member? Joe Pesci. <laughs> Joe Pesci would have fit in great in this movie. As yeah. like as like a Malone family member who comes to like threaten Bri- or um, Eugene Levy or something like that. I, I don't know. I would have loved to have seen that. You'd think there would be some kind of gangster <coughs> representation since they're a huge part of this plot. Well, I mean, there is. There is the guy in the slick suit and slick hair who is like creeping through their backyard for like half a second yeah. in that one scene, but he's nobody. So he gives him a box with a dead. Drops rat off in the it. rat. Yeah. Um. So then. Doris Roberts uh, comes into the she walks into the room and this is a scene where she drops like the old blank league word a lot she says it a lot and uh, and again I was like I don't think she's acting I think she's legitimately losing her mind and Medea's like she wants to go to church she wants to hear those spirituals and so they take Doris Roberts to church and y'all the greatest choir I have ever heard and I've listened to a lot of choirs, including the Boys Bathroom Choir that used to be the theme song for our episode, and Kanye West Sunday Service, which has made me cry it's so good. This bathroom this bathroom choir is so good in this movie. I was like bl- like my hair was blown back when they started singing. I it was incredible hearing this this crew. Do you agree? It was a great treat. Like it was a 
it was a fun little jaunt to the church this time. When it it really isn't for me in the other Medea movies, this was a a great treat for the ears. Well, especially because like they cut. It's a hard cut from Medea being like like Eugene Levy being like, "Is it safe to go to church?" And Medea's like, "It's just what are they gonna do? Stone you with a Bible? It's church." And then just hard cut to a stained glass window and just like it might be it might as well be like a thousand singers in a choir just punching you in the face with this hymn damn man it was like it was it was great it was powerful it was like ah i i can't say enough good things about that moment it was i went back and i watched that scene on youtube afterwards so i was like damn that was a really great song that they sang anyway i'm just i'm excited about that i love me some choral music I hate church. Just kidding, Pureflix. I love church, but I love a church choir, an Atlanta church choir. And we're just joking again. We hate church, but of course we're joking. <laughs> and this uh, choir was great. Yes, I super picky, and I, uh, you know, church isn't really on my radar. You know what I'm saying? I'm a sinner. I'm a saint. Groovy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I have several notes about the church choir in this scene. Yeah, yeah. This damn friggin' nut that I'm in. Uh, <laughs> so Eugene Levy figures out like what I don't know whatever he figures some stuff out where the money went it's in a fake account it's in a real a bunch 10% of 600 million dollars that got stolen by this company got funneled into an account under the fake name Precious Jackson which I don't whatever yeah. who cares how he, it doesn't matter how he figures it out Precious the Jackson the letters whatever and the account numbers garbage it doesn't matter this is where the movie goes off the yeah. rails and i went i don't like he this movie figures it out yeah and uh fair precious jackson and so um yeah and so he's like we gotta get that money out of that account and then we can steal we can take the money out of the account and give it to all the charities that got the money stolen from them because there was like 82 charities that this that this ponzi scheme was supposedly like helping 70 of them were fake 12 of them were real so 12, 12 real charities got hurt. 12, that's an important number. So th he's like, yeah, we can get this money. If we take the money from this, then it'll be, uh, you know, we can pay back all these charities and help them. And so they concoct. And Brian yeah. is like, I don't know. I don't know if we should do this thing. Well, I love that Brian is just like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm a DA. So I'm going to pretend that you didn't just say all that to me and I'm going to leave. And they're like, well, help us, Brian. And he's like, no, I'm the DA working on your case. I literally can't hear you talking about this because it's like going to get me in trouble because you're going to break the law right now. So I'm just going to pretend that we didn't have this conversation and I'm leaving. Goodbye. <laughs> and Eugene Levy's <laughs> like, ah, he's just, you know, he's not with us, I guess. It's like, yeah, man, you're about to break the law. <laughs> You're about to steal yeah. millions of dollars from people who stole it to begin with, but two wrongs don't make a right. Like, you're still stealing, but whatever. Yeah. All's well that ends well. But he's becoming a man, Zachariah. Oh, he's the man now. <laughs> we should have watched the man. <laughs> oh, I, I honestly thought about just watching the man and then trying to see if I could just like fudge my way through this having just watched the man with Eugene Levy and Samuel L. Jackson but didn't <laughs> um, yeah how could you yeah that's true uh, so the plan they concoct is that Medea is going to pretend to be Precious Jackson a woman who Eugene Levy is just assuming isn't real like he's just he's working on the assumption that Precious Jackson is not a real person when she might be 
Like, he doesn't know. His boss has talked about a woman named Precious Jackson before, but he goes, eh, I think it's just a fake name. Well, but you don't know that, so you're taking a pretty big risk here, but fine. Could be Tom Arnold's mom or something. Could be. I tell you who it's not going to be six foot seven Medea yelling everywhere <laughs> she goes. You want me to get on an aeroplane? Oh, <laughs> I, I really didn't like Medea in this whole sequence because she, there's nothing chill about her. It's like Medea, we are undercover trying to trying to steal millions of dollars from the mafia. Can you just not scream all the time at everyone? Like, and just. Don't sass me and stop telling people your name is Medea. Your name is Precious Jackson. We need to keep up a cover. <laughs> like it's you're blowing it at every step. This was a mistake. But yeah, but I feel like Medea going through TSA might have sold this movie. Like somebody might have <laughs> wrote a trick on yeah. that idea alone. I bet you're right. Actually, I bet that was the first scene like written and they were just like man that's great oh my god like, you know when when the guy's like giving her the pat down he pats up her legs she goes oh you're gonna find a map to heaven if you keep going up there <laughs> which i think is a line she's used before i feel like i've heard her say that before in one of these other movies she gets pat down a little bit it's one of her kinks i mean he full-on grabs her yabos <laughs> it's like i don't Ooh. think tsa and can cup. do that yeah, like from the like back. Like a cup grab. Like he reaches around and just honks him. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think TSA is cleared to do that. I don't think that's allowed. It's the most sexual position there is. It's from the back, honk, grab mm -hmm, up. Mm -hmm. Fellas, if you want to turn your wife on, just sneak up behind her, reach around, and just <laughs> grab her breasts as hard as you can. <laughs> Squeeze those yabos. I agreed with every third word of that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Men behind, <laughs> wives yeah. behind. Yes, squeeze. Yes, yes. <laughs> hard. Yes, no. <laughs> Mike started lemonade. Yes, exactly. Medea's on the plane. She's very nervous. The stewardess goes, "Oh, what can I get for you?" And she goes, "Oh, how what how much is stuff on the plane?" She's like, "Well, you're in first class." And she goes, "Okay, well then, bring me everything you have in the back. If it's brown, pour it." And I went, "I like that. That's good." Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Give her everything. She can handle Live it. Live it up. She used to be a stripper. She used to be a hooker. She used to be a swinger, whatever that one is. And somehow that was a job for her, being a swinger. I don't know what that means, and I don't want to know. Sometimes you got to pay for a third. You know what? You're not wrong. Uh, Eugene Levy is pretending to be a French man for some reason. Like, that's the best disguise they could go with, is him putting on a bad French accent. It's like, why are you doing... Why is that the best thing you... You don't need... You don't need to put on an accent. Like, you don't need to be another person. You could just... You could just wear the mustache, and that would be good enough. You don't have to be like, I am this cartoon French man next to this very loud, tall woman. That's super not chill, bro. You gotta rein it in a bit. And Medea just keeps t calling him Charles and uh, <laughs> George. George, our boy George. Right. Charles, I'm thinking about uh, diarrhea. diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, Medea keeps Front saying, butt. like Medea keeps saying that uh, she's like, oh, I'm Precious Jackson. I'm a member of the Jackson family. If Tito or Jermaine calls, it's like Medea. No, you're not. Precious Jackson <laughs> isn't one of the Jacksons. <laughs> 
Like you're blowing it. Just be undercover. It's just me and Bubbles. Yeah, I call him Joe, but you know everybody knows him as Bubbles. Hey, isn't it weird that like Michael Jackson used to just grab his dink in public and scream at the top of his lungs, and people were like, "That's fine, <laughs> like that's cool." It was a move. Don't, it was a dance like, move choreographed. Don't worry for about it. Don't worry about it. Just grabbing his dink and screaming. We go, yeah, th- yeah, that's that's the king of pop. What a cool guy. <laughs> That's why he wore the gloves, so sanitary and, like, artistic. <laughs> what a fucking guy. Oh, and then people were like, I can't believe he's a creep. It's like, creep, grab his dick in public and scream. What are you talking about? I mean, he's no Jared, but. Well, we don't know that. I mean, I, I, feel, like, I feel like I missed, like, a recent piece of the Michael Jackson puzzle. Because it feels like public opinion has really turned on Michael Jackson. And I don't know why. I'm like, yeah, we've always thought he was a creep. But it really feels like something came out recently where it was like, no, here's proof that he was a creep. I don't know. I don't know. But, like, The Way You Make Me Feel is a, is one of the greatest pop songs of all time. So, like, you know, can't hate the art. I think as uh, we are removed from his passing away, people are starting to, like, listen to the clues and put them together and agree <laughs> right. that he was a terrible person. AKA the 39 year old man being like, yeah, he totally diddled me when I was a kid. He fingered me. What are you talking about? <laughs> People like, Oh, that's what you meant when you said Michael Jackson fingered you as a kid. Oh, we didn't even, we didn't even put that together. Sorry. I, th- I thought you guys were playing music. Yeah. He was a musician. We thought he was like teaching you how to Fingering. like play bad or something like that. I'm bad. <laughs> yeah, if you can do the bar, man, you're bad like Michael Jackson. Cool, let's just let that hang there. Yeah, good. <laughs> Is that a finger trap you got on? No, it's a thing from a pen. We don't need to get into it. Okay, we don't need to get into it. I mean, you held it up like we needed to get into it, but fair enough. <laughs> uh, so, Precious Jackson goes to the bank, has a fake ID, has a fake has fake everything goes into the bank and is like i need to uh i need to meet my the guy here and i need to set up all these wire transfers into i need to drain 60 million dollars out of my bank account and send it to 12 different charities just kidding i'd like to send it to a 13th charity as well here's some more banking information wink 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 who's whose bank account is that i wonder it was probably Eugene Levy's. Oh, I was going to say it was probably uh, Medea's, but yeah, okay. You think? Yeah, 100% I think it was Medea's. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. Well, definitely. It wasn't the church. It no. wasn't uh, church got paid. anybody charitable. No, no, but the church got their money. They like they were one of yeah. the 12 charities, so they got their money. All the charities got their money back, and Medea took a little bit for herself as well. Very nice of but her. But that's... It's not really addressed too much afterwards. Like, it's not... Like, Mindia's not sitting on a new car at the end. Joe yeah. doesn't have a new grill. <laughs> that is a shame. I Yeah, I really wish Joe would have got a grill at some point in these movies. Like, what do you think about this? <laughs> that would get some Hattie. Oh, for sure. Uh, so, yeah. So then, um, it works. And Medea's lie to the bank somehow works. And she gets super rich, and there's no consequences for that. 
and nothing ever become it's just like yep you've got millions now bye bye Medea we'll see you for Medea's spooky Halloween spectacular or whatever the hell the next movie would be after this one yeah the movie just kind of ends <laughs> yeah. like there's no epilogue or like and you think by this podcast like there's a uh, a really good um, you know movement throughout the plot but so much of this movie is them being at Medea's house, and then there's like ten minutes at the end where she goes to New York and <laughs> takes the money, yeah. and then it's just over. Yeah, and like the charges are dropped against Eugene Levy, like Brian yeah, just course. like Brian just hand waves it away. He's like, yeah, you know, we did some stuff, and now some stuff's gonna happen, and you're off the hook. So like, enjoy your freedom, enjoy your life, bye bye, enjoy your life. And Eugene Levy Credits. goes, great. I hope I don't get murdered by this crime family who definitely know about me they've been to my house they delivered a dead rat to my house like the fact that i'm not testifying yeah. in court doesn't mean that i didn't cooperate with the da like goodbye i guess forever but brian's yeah. got all that covered oh, and his yeah. white boss and everything the the fbi's got it unlocked they're the best yeah they have uh they have weird voices they're the best <laughs> um so then like so the, oh yeah so at the end of the movie uh the the levies all say goodbye and uh the daughter is like can we come back and visit you and Medea's like that is so sweet you want to come back and visit no no you can't come back don't ever <laughs> i don't ever want to see you again don't ever come back to my house so then they all go to church all the levies go to church and the movie ends with like them in church and again the choir is killing it not as hard as they were in the middle of the movie but this time they have a backup band and the bass player is just ripping on this song it's is so good and uh Medea is on her front porch just flapping her fat yabos around like just crumping on her front porch because she's a millionaire now her right boobie is really doing some work her left boobie seems like it's uh you know in a standstill but she is she's twerking that, the heck out of that bodysuit and her belly is looks just like a pillow that was stuffed under her blouse her blouse that was given to her by Aretha Franklin, by the way. We find out that her muumuu was supplied by Aretha Franklin, which Medea doesn't seem the type, like the type to lie, but that sounds like a lie. What are you going to do, though? Uh, maybe in Franklin's later years. I don't know. Yeah. I, I really want to see this bodysuit. Me too. Yeah, me me too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then Body credits. Suit. Movie over. Medea clicks, kicks off her shoes, clicks her heels on her porch movie over and then we get the bloopers where Eugene Levy's like I don't want to get gang raped and everybody laughs and then there's this weird moment where Medea is offset she's walking behind the scene she Medea whatever she's walking around and who is there behind the scenes for no reason oh it's Tiger Blood's Charlie Sheen there he is full of aids there to say hi to Medea and the first thing he does is yeah. honks her yabos uh, <laughs> it's like god dude turn it off just just the worst person reaction to uh, Medea's to grab those boobies Yeah, and this is 2012 uh, Charlie Sheen it's the worst of Charlie Sheen oh yeah this is probably his lowest moment he looks terrible and, he looks awful yeah. Uh, well, the reason why he's there... I know what you're going to say, but it's not. But go ahead. But it's not. It's not the reason why he's there? Why is he there? 
Well, because he's married to Denise Richards. No, he's not. Not at that time. They divorced in 2006. This movie came out six years later. Oh, they probably knew each other. Well, they did. They knew each other biblically, as far as I'm concerned. They had kids together. They had kids together. But, like, so, yeah. So, he's there because of his connection to Denise Richards, but they weren't married at the time. They'd been divorced for quite a while at that point. You know what I looked up? uh, Denise Richards News. Charlie Sheen brought a hooker to Thanksgiving once. (laughs) Charlie Sheen was on that stuff pretty hard back in the day. Yeah. For real. He's the reason why you don't give some people money. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wild Guns Charlie Sheen, if you can believe it. Emilio Estevez is Coach Gordon Bombay's brother, Charlie Sheen. (laughs) I also thought about that uh, connection, that familial connection. So, what did you think of this movie? It was the least funny of... Well, yeah, it was the least funny of all the movies that we've watched so far. Maybe of all the Medea movies I've ever seen. It was the least funny out of all of them. But it had the best character moments out of all of the Medea movies I've ever seen. And I've seen most of them at this point. So, you know, hard to say. In terms of funny... Not that funny. In terms of just, like, endearment? Oh, I love Joe. I love Medea. I love Eugene Levy. There's a lot to love about this movie. You know, Suck Your Dink Get High, Tom Arnold is in it. Switch, Denise Richards is in it. Dead Dead Doris Roberts is in it. A lot a lot to love. So, I don't know. I, I yeah, I really can't rate it because, like, it's... They're all Medea movies are a ten for me. It's hard to say whether they're up or down. <laughs> they're all just a solid ten out of ten. Oh, so a ten. So a ten. It's a ten out of ten, of course. Yeah. What did you think of it? It wasn't as zany. It wasn't as crazy. I feel like uh, some rich studio guy went up to Tyler Perry and was like, "Can we do one of your movies, but inject a lot of white into it?" And he was like, "Sure." He's like, "For the price, for the right price, yeah." Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm about a hundred million short of being a billionaire, and he was like, "Cut the check." <laughs> Congratulations, you're a billionaire's boys club now. But I, I thought Joe was great in this. Yeah. I, I loved Joe in every scene, and I feel like a couple little twists, a couple little knobs, a couple of crazier things happen in this uh, movie, and it would have been a banger. I give it a 7.5 out of 8. Okay, yeah. When you were saying a couple little twists, a couple little knobs, so you were talking about Medea's Yabos again. <laughs> I was. <laughs> that's what I was thinking about. But uh, I didn't wanna... Hey, isn't it weird that we talked about this whole movie and we didn't talk about Jake at all? Yeah, didn't need it. Didn't Jake... need little Romeo. No, Jake is an absolute... Here's Here's all I have to say about Jake, and I said it a hundred times in my notes. Jake is an idiot. He is an idiot, <laughs> a stupid idiot, and that's all you need to know about Jake. You don't even need to know how he factors into the plot whatsoever because he's a stupid, dumb idiot head. I'm glad we never see you again, Jake, because you suck. We love you? I love you. I love you. We love, we love you. you. Pure, pure, pure boys podcast. You up in your app, then Medea. 
Boys Podcast. Hello. Hello there.